1: the podcast. Welcome back to the Sneakers Cleats podcast. This is episode 41. I'm Matt Roy. That's Don Harris. This is Zach Hedrick. Once again, coming to you from our palatial studios here on the, uh, 410 and t- 10. I'm trying not to say the before I say interstates now because uh, oh, the 405. I'm, yeah, because I'm getting killed uh, <laughs> every time I say the 10 or the 410. The California yeah, California comes <laughs> out in me every time. So it's a uh, great SNL skit
2: <laughs> Love the Californians.
1: <laughs> SNL has been uh, on fire as in the last few weeks with the Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift stuff, and they just they've had some great ones over the last few weeks. But um, number 41 as always we are going to start with that there is uh a couple that are good yeah i think it's it's a top two and one of them just went into the hall of fame one of them is already yeah. a hall of famer yeah dirk is obviously the basketball one that we're all thinking absolutely yep. I mean, he's gonna be playing i mean he's not me playing he, his team going to be playing against the spurs their, their first game on wednesday
2: he's um, the greatest 41 of all time there's no question about it tom siever though no, Dirk's greater than Tom Seaver. Dirk's Dirk's a top ten NBA player. Tom Seaver's not a top ten major league. player.
1: Well, there's major a lot player. of pi- there's a lot of pitchers. <laughs> Tom
2: Seaver was great, but he's no Dirk. And for Cowboy fans, Charlie Waters. Did you did you say
1: that? <laughs> Dirk's a top ten NBA player of all time.
2: Well, okay, he's a top five. Scorer of all time, but he's got 30,000 points, man.
1: Oh, well, yeah, it's because he played for 21 20 years, 21 years, whatever Dude, it was. he's
2: got 30,000 points, no matter how long you play.
1: He's not a top 10 NBA player of all time. He I'll could have, have won t- more I'll championships. Top, I'll give him top 25. Yeah, that's true. I'll give him top 25. I'll he's give, a, him, I'll he's give a him, top
2: 10, he scored 30,000 points. I'll give him
1: top two just because I don't want to leave somebody out of your European players of all time. Oh, he's number one. He's yeah, the best. He's probably number one there. He's, he's best for european No, no one's yeah. even close. Yeah, I was. I was just, just in case you were going to put like Manu up there or something.
2: No, Manu <laughs> was a two-time, three-time All Star. I love Manu, but Dirk is no. It's no question. He's the greatest international player of all time in the NBA. Yeah, the greatest NBA career of international players.
1: He's the greatest number forty-one in NBA
0: of ever. Manu is the sure. greatest
2: international player playing international ball, Olympics. World Cups
0: FIBA and yeah. FIBA mm-hmm. what
2: about Luis League.
1: I'm just kidding um so yeah 41 obvious that's that's a pretty obvious one I put John Lackey on there just because I like putting Bronco or er, Broncos uh Red Sox pitchers on there so <laughs>
2: just Charlie thought, Waters
1: even though he was more known for the Angels yeah I was gonna say um hey, yeah. he had some good years all right <laughs> the Angels didn't have any good years but he had some good years actually did he was he there when they won the World Series No, 02 Maybe. I don't know. That might have been before his time. I don't know. Anyway, uh, this is going to be our Spurs preview episode. So Spurs playing Wednesday. We're recording this on a Monday. So uh, we will be getting all our predictions out before the season starts tomorrow, which I think there's two games. It's the Suns and the Warriors and the Lakers and the Kings. I don't know. What nuggets. The, nuggets. Yeah, that's what it is. Um, so we're, we're going to be getting all of that stuff before that. There will be no Wednesday High School Hype Squad episode this season or this this week. We do not have a TNL uh, game this week. It's our bye week. So we will kind of start that up again next week. And plus with the Spurs starting on this Wednesday, it's there's no bigger thing happening in our Universe than the Spurs against the Mavs. In the
2: Wednesday. universe.
1: At least in our universe. <laughs> yeah. The universe, uh, in the NBA universe for sure. No, for sure. No. I mean, there's no bigger, literally bigger thing going on than Wim- Wemby.
2: Like Wemby's going to be on Good Morning America.
1: Yeah. I saw that they got an interview huh. with them the yeah. other day. Yeah. Well, it wasn't with Robin Roberts, though. It was with uh, someone else from GMA.
2: It was with uh, Malika Andrews from ESPN.
1: Yeah, I mean they're owned by the same company yeah, so yeah. get it on ABC over there. So anyway, so we're going to uh get to Wednesday being the first day of the rest of our lives, the day that Wemby takes the court here in San Antonio for the first time in the regular season. Obviously, he's done it already in the preseason. Going to be our Spurs preview will uh for the next 35 minutes or so, going to get through expectations, predictions, everything in between. So I have to ask it first. He has played in two summer league games. Three preseason games. Has he lived up to the hype so far as what you expected from him coming over from Europe?
2: 100%, maybe 120% more. I mean, he's everything that was sold to us. The first Summer League game that he played, and everybody ripped him because he was like three for 12. I was there. I was sitting courtside. I was sitting behind Jerry West, probably the greatest evaluator of talent of all time. And we i was watching him laugh out loud at what this guy is and we were all in person J- jaws were dropped because no matter what the stat line says when you see him in person and you see the length and the skill of a guy that big knowing he's only 19 years old i mean come on uh the 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 Wiggins play the other night where Wiggins tries to take him off the dribble from baseline to the center of the court. He blocks a shot like he's five on a Nerf goal. He's <laughs> the dad at home, and then he runs down the court and strokes the three at the other end. Um, and there's a block. I don't know if you guys saw it on my social. Mm. It's a still picture of yeah. Wiggins on the wing where he's fully extended, and I swear that ball six feet out of Wiggins' hands. Wiggins is six seven ball is probably 12 feet in the air at it's at least climbing to its apex Yeah, at least and he's outstretched blocking that shot and remember if you see it in fast motion he's 10 feet away from wiggins when he s- starts to go into his shooting motion the, as quick as he closes out he's playing the three i mean i could go on and on and on about just the freakiness of him physically then you add the skill and the smarts and the want to be a team player and all of that I'm telling you guys by Christmas he's going to be the biggest thing on the planet. By Literally. Christmas he's going to be he's going to be the cover of sports illustrated, they're going to add more national TV games. I've seen this before with David Robinson, uh his rookie year. And this guy is just going to skyrocket.
1: It's different now though because it's like even though David Robinson obviously was one of the best big men of all time and he was the number 1 pick coming out and all that stuff. Now, because we have social and you have ESPN or whatever the network, insert network here, tweeting out every single huge play that he does when he blocks a shot, runs down, dunks it on the other side or blocks a shot, runs down, shoots a three on the other side all these huge plays, like everyone's seeing them in instant time, yeah. and so you're getting instant reaction from everybody when there's, you don't have to wait for the News 4 broadcast tonight, or the Fox broadcast tonight, or whatever. Everyone's seeing exactly how good Wemby is in real time.
2: Yep, and remember, his game against Golden State the other night is against probably one of the top four smartest fan bases when it comes to basketball, like they know basketball, they've won five championships or whatever in the last four, in the last seven years, Boston fans, Spurs fans, golden state fans. They're more sophisticated than a lot of other teams fans.
1: You're giving Boston too much credit.
2: Well, (laughs) I mean, they are, they are. And, and those, the people in the stands in, in, Oakland or San Francisco were just they were cheering for him at some point I mean he was doing this to Clay Thompson and Steph Curry and Andrew Wiggins and at some point they were just like yes well done <laughs> sir like that is really awesome to watch
0: right yeah he's exceeded I think the expectations um you know through It's like, yeah, like Don said, after the summer league, everybody was kind of bagging on him that first debut. But where are those people now after four preseason games to
2: gain some weight?
0: Yeah, well, he did (laughs) on that note, though. I mean, like, so, uh, Just seeing the clips from when he was playing in france last night to seeing him now it's just it's it seems like he's already grown up so much already it's crazy continue to it's and he's just 19 so it's just man it's like how does this guy already look older and more you know mature and he is you know in so many ways both you know on the court and off um you know, the the LeBron question came up today. Somebody at practice asked Chetty Osman, who played with the Cavaliers and played with LeBron, you know, how, what's that like? You know, do you see any similarities? And said, Chet- yeah, because he's here, you know, he's in the morning, he's getting training, he's getting all this stuff taken care of, doing the stuff he does to, you know, make sure he feels good and taking shots and getting the preparation and everything. So, that, to you know, it's like, yeah, he's already, you know, just light years ahead of, of what a 19-year-old would be.
2: And that's the, uh, the part of Wimby that probably is not talked about as much as it should be, is the thing that Sean and Dave and Tim and Manu noticed when they had dinner with him here. The decision not to play in the World Championships and come to San Antonio, find a place to live, and then start to hang out on a daily basis with Jeremy malachi uh kelden and the guys like he wanted to a fit it he could have been flying a nike and doing all this other kind of stuff playing in the world championships he really at heart is kind of a hermit who likes his routine he goes home and takes a nap his mom's living here he's he's in the Spurs culture, he's first one in. He's the last one to leave. He's lifting weights. He said to the Spurs, and his he brought his own trainer guy that they hired. What do you want? What do you think the best plan is to be ready for opening night? So for the last three months, he's been eating. He's been gaining weight, fifteen pounds. He's been lifting. He's been stretching. We've seen the videos of his incredible flexibility, and he's been ingratiating himself to the community and to his teammates. And to have a, some sort of chemistry, so the most encouraging thing to me is this isn't a guy whose head is out there in superstar world. SB's, you know, he's more like Tim than people think. I mean, he's going to talk more than Tim did to the media, mm-hmm. but he's more like Tim. This guy wants to win, and he's trusting the Spurs and Pop and their system to show him how.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think to that point, the most impressive things that I've seen are off of the basketball. Court. Yeah, and I and it. And that's kind of what you look for when you take a number one pick no matter who it is if you're investing that much draft capital into one person and your whole franchise now is basically going to be revolving around one person you want to see that they have max effort on the court but you want to see that they have max effort off the court and that's kind of what everyone has seen whether it's a shoot around whether that's in the media whether that's whatever the case may be it's just like he's fully he's in he's totally
2: in he wants to be the greatest player of all time and he's asking people who have experience how to make that happen
1: so when we go to expectations for this year zach solely for Wemby, leaving the spurs out of it like leaving all the whole roster out of it what are your expectations for his stats his development what what is expected from him on his
0: first 82 game trek through the nba well that's (laughs) there's a lot of different avenues to go on there and and um I'd be really interested to be a fly on the wall when Coach Pop and and Brian Wright are talking about that Mm -hmm. this very question um I'm I'm curious to see how many games he's going to play um to ballpark that I would say somewhere maybe in the 55 to 65 range you know I don't you know as far like i'm curious to see like how much workload he's gonna have and like how many games he's gonna play because yeah you know what he played the first two preseason or he played the first two okc in here then rested and then played the last two so i mean how i, I know rest. i know he's gonna go one out he's gonna want to go out and play almost every all 82 i'm sure i think that's the main question as you come into the season
1: for the entire team and for him is like how has has it been lip service by pop and the rest of them to say we're in it to win it this year and to win this year or is it still mainly about development and i think that's the main question when you when you look at the Spurs season and you look at the win total that vegas has posted and you look at everything around it it's like are we in it to try and make the playoffs or are we in it to develop these guys another season see what the camaraderie is see what the loose ends are see who might not fit in this scheme and then replace those guys with vets next year i don't know
2: i do make no mistake about why you're it you're here make no mistake about it they're going to try to win they're going to try to win as many games as they can and they're going to try to make the playoffs and i think it could be wrong i think he plays 70 to 75 games he's 19 years old he's the the rest in the preseason wasn't about rest that's about preseason nobody mm. plays in the preseason right uh, guys try to make the roster play in the preseason uh, that's if he's healthy. If he's 100% healthy, he plays 70 games. If he's got nicks or whatever, then of course he's going to sit. He may sit on a, an occasional back-to-back. But look, my expectations, he's going to score 20 a game. He's going to average six rebounds, which is shocking to me because I thought he'd average 10. And But now after watching him in the preseason, yeah, he's playing the three and he's leaking out, and that's fine with him uh he's gonna average three and a half blocks he's gonna be an all-star based on the fan vote because he may or may not deserve to be an all-star but he's gonna be his popularity is gonna make him an all-star
1: narrative it's a narrative thing
2: yeah and um he's gonna probably be in the top two of rookie of the year voting and i think vega and i told you guys this I think Vegas was totally wrong. I think they win forty games, and they are a borderline play-in team. Eight, nine, ten. Uh,
1: for Wemby, I think that the development is going to be crucial for him, and I think that's going to happen if he as with as many games as he plays. I think that he, if he, barring health, I agree. I think he plays seventy seventy-five. I at least I really hope he does. Yeah. Um, and the health is going to dictate that and how him then the connection between him and pop what he tells pop and of how he's feeling because I think pop will listen to him uh like like any coach any good coach it does you listen to your players bodies and your player the player listens to their own body so I think that it's going to depend on how many games he plays but either way even if he plays 40 to 45 I still think this team surpasses their win total because I think Vegas is I don't know what I don't know who's smoking what over there but 29 and a half games is that's so far too low it's so low like that's that's it's I ridiculous think that, I think that's a bottom three like win total that they have over there and the lake the, tell me tell me this the Lakers win total is 47 and a half you're telling me that they're expected to
2: win 17 more games than the Spurs are this year I think, Why? I think it stems from this they won 22 and for some reason Vegas has forgotten that they were trying to lose games right and that Had they played Keldon and Devin together at all, they would have won 32, right? There were 10 more
1: winnable games last year. If they were trying to win last year, they would have won 30 games at
2: least. They would have won 30, 32 games. Now add Wimmy to that team and Devin getting better and Malachi getting better and picking up Chetty Osmond. This is a 40-win team. At least. In
1: my opinion, I think they're, yeah, I think they're an average or they're probably a middle of the road team. 40, 41 wins, something like that. That's what I think. And I, I could we, be
2: wrong. I mean, we could be homers here, like we could Zach be. Wearing, a, wearing his Ranger shirt.
1: By the time this airs, Zach's either gonna be really pissed or really happy. It's gonna uh,
2: be one no. of the two. <laughs> we'll be a World Series game. We'll be moving on.
0: We'll be moving on. No, we, well, and Matt, you and I talked about it because yeah, it was a couple weeks ago when ESPN had that you know win total projected win total or something. Yeah, yeah you know it's same kind of expectations I think they're kind of somewhere in that neighborhood of being on the verge of a play-in team kind of they're right there maybe it comes down to the last two or three ball games of the season where it's like okay you win these and you're in and you're playing you know in the play-in tournament so I I think that expectation for the team I don't really like focusing in on players just so much because it's it's like yes he showed a lot of great things in the preseason, but. You know, now now the games start counting for real, right. and what is Wemby going to do? I'm excited to see that, but I think for the team, yes, they're the, they're going to far exceed what they what, what they've done.
2: The problem is is how good the West is and how deep the West is, right? I yeah. mean, you have Denver, Clippers, Lakers, Suns, Warriors, Kings, Mavericks, Pelicans, it's, all it, it, really how, many, good. how many games
1: is Zion going to play?
2: <laughs> right, but if you start to consider that. Kawhi and Paul George are going to quit. Anthony Davis is going to beg out of half the games.
1: Hey, the Clippers might have James Harden by then. You don't know. He can quit too. They can. They can all right, quit together. Right.
2: Right. But there's there's <laughs> that forty win total is like like the West beating up on each other because the, the Kings are going to be good. You know the Pelicans let, are going to should be. Let
1: me, ask, be let me good. ask you this way: Would it surprise you more? I think we all think they're about a forty win team. Would it surprise you more if they won fifty five games or if they won twenty five games? What would, like if their ending total was 55 or 25,
0: which one would surprise you more? Would it surprise you more? 25 25 would surprise me more. Same, 25, because it's like, yeah, there's no way they end up around below 30.
2: Think about this. David Robinson's and Tim Duncan's rookie year. 21 and 61 and 20 and 62. The following year, 60 wins. Now, when Tim, when Tim, when Tim came, that team was ready to win sixty, right? So Dave didn't play that whole year. Avery, Sean, everybody was hurt. So they add Tim to a, they added Tim to a 45-50 fifty-win team. When Dave came in, that was a twenty-win team that went twenty-one and sixty-one, and then sixty-one, just the just the opposite. So. I'd be surprised if they won 55 games, but I'm telling you, we'll know more by January when we see what this kid is. I'm not going to be surprised if he's the greatest thing we've ever seen because my jaw was dropped again against the Warriors the other night. I was just like, are you kidding
1: me? I mean, it's every play. It's like every time down the the court. The game started at 9, and I went on at 9.45 on Fox. and I was like, okay, I can do first quarter highlights. So I was just looking through, and I, I almost had like a minute. Yeah. i almost had a full yeah. minute of, of stuff that i could have aired and i was just like it only took me scrubbing through the game for like three
0: minutes into the game to find like four plays yeah. i could use yeah. I was like, was what a, the hell is this there was a stretch in like the middle of that quarter where i think he scored something like seven consecutive points or something like that and yeah. he was making plays on the defensive end too. the wiggins play i was really impressed by that lateral agility that he showed sure. i mean that's just a guy that size shouldn't move like and he works that. at it well i also I, I also
1: love how when he does get those three-point blocks which are going to be plenty this year because he's going to be or, uh, defending excuse me smaller people he gets out and goes like yeah. he blocks it and runs so they and they know like woo, woo, woo. like yep. i'm open let's yep.
2: go <laughs> his his like you could tell when wiggins got the ball on the wing he's like oh i got this big guy on yeah. me. I'm going to work. He goes between his legs a couple of times, and he goes toward the middle like, I'm going to blow right by this guy. And have have you guys seen his pregame routine where he's going it. through his lateral movements with his coach? Uh, he, he goes through this lateral, up, back, side-to-side kind of thing, drills with his feet. He's working on this. And so when Wiggins does that, I mean, he's, he's in that Bobby Knight defensive stance, slide my feet all over you. He hit, pumps... He doesn't have to buy the pump, because he's not leaving his feet.
1: Mm-hmm. And then, and then <laughs> Serge Rice figured that out in then, practice, apparently.
2: And then when Wiggins takes a shot, he just emphatically slaps it like, like Dwight Howard at a kids' camp in the summer with a four-year-old. You know, just, <laughs> gah, just <laughs> get it out of here.
1: I got to give a little props to Wiggins too. He defended Wemby down low in that first quarter and blocked one of his shots as well when he was when Wemby was trying to back him down. Like Wiggins is no slouch on no, defense. No, not at all. Yeah, no, he's he, they. People are going to learn how to defend him, too. like Because as much as he adjusts to the NBA game, they're going to have to adjust sure. to him as well. And so when that comes to defense, when that comes to how you rotate on defense and all that stuff, people Steve Kerr is going to be in his bag, I'm sure, when they play the Warriors for real. But
2: he's at his worst with his back-to-back to the basket when he catches the ball to the post and he tries to back people down. He's at his best when he catches on the wing and creates. And there's no stopping a guy who gets to his spot at 12, 14 feet, who's going to shoot right over the top of you. There's nothing you could do. I remember when Kobe was coming up. There was nothing you could do to guard Kobe because when Kobe was young with his knees and he was healthy, he would just jump shoot over as high as you could jump. He would be higher and, and release it. And there's nobody that's going to be able to, to block Wimby's shot when he's just pulling up and shooting a jumper.
1: Mm-hmm. So over under his over unders, I just looked it up at DraftKings. That was just the book that I went to. Over under on points for the season is put at seventeen and a half.
2: Take the over.
1: That over is over under on rebounds is set at eight point four. Take the under. Yeah, I I wanted. I was just like you when I when I started looking at uh things before the season. I was just curious as to where how he was going to play and all that stuff. He's not going to get he's not going to average double double. He's, he's a
0: 6 rebound guy. He'll be closer to averaging 26 and 6 than he would be 20 and 10. Yeah. Do you think maybe in a couple of years does he have the Tim Duncan game, the quiet, you know, double double, you
2: know? He'll have games where he gets 10 rebounds but he,
0: but but he's not but, around
2: the ball. Mm-hmm. When it comes off the rim, he's gone.
0: Yeah. But I mean, I guess like, you know, would would in a couple of years, would you expect him to have that where it's like, yeah, he is pulling in 10, you know, every night or something like that?
2: I don't know. It depends if they move him down into the post. But he's not, like I said, when the ball is shot, he's 10 feet from the basket. And when it hits the rim, he's 20 feet. He's going the other way.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, they're going to need Zach Collins a lot. Um, in the rebounding. Kelden, too. Keldon yep. as well. and Jer- Even Jeremy as well. I mean, everyone, it's going to be a bunch of group rebounding, and whoever's around the ball is going to get it. It's not going to be like, I don't think it's going to be Wemby getting 10, 12, 14 boards a night. I
2: mm-hmm. think there are situations where their teams trying to, to score on them in a last possession situation where it's like they have to have a defensive rebound where he doesn't leave and he's in the post.
1: I, th- I think that there's going to be multiple instances this year where he's on the verge of getting a triple double and one of those stats is not a rebound it's going to be an block assist shot. A block shot yeah. i yeah. think there's going to be multiple instances this year where he's got like 26 10 assists in like eight blocks ten blocks, blocks, yeah, 10 blocks sure. something like that there's going to be a couple of those and we're going to be like yeah what what just happened yeah Um, rookie of the year odds when we talked right when he got drafted i think both of us were pretty sold that he was not going to win rookie of the year um he's still the odds on favorite he's minus 125 scoot henderson's next then chet and then everyone else i think brandon miller's next at like plus 16.
2: i think chet's got a good chance uh i think wimby's got a good chance we'll see
1: i actually i'm starting to come around to the barring health I'm starting to come around to Wemby winning Rookie of the Year. Yeah. Just because it, these things have become so much a narrative and a narrative award. Just like the MVP is a lot of the times because you know, people who win it repeatedly. And who
0: votes for and it. And who votes for it and journalists. And Wemby's likable. Yeah.
2: The other two guys, not so much.
1: Zach, what do you think on the Rookie of the Year I, thing?
0: Yeah, two-horse race, I think, to begin the year um, between Wemby. And, and I would pick Chet, you know, just from Oklahoma. Oklahoma City, yeah, he missed last season, but you know it's like, you know, he gets that he gets that opportunity, and and the battles like we saw it in the first preseason game, those two going at it, it should be a lot of fun. What about a uh, what about Scoot?
2: Bad team. I don't know. We'll see.
1: Well, I mean, allegedly, Wemby's on a twenty nine win team, so
2: <laughs> <laughs> true.
0: Yes, yeah, if, if Scoot's having to do it like all by himself, you know that. Mm. I mean the. Portland what what, 32
1: games last year, something like that, and they had Dame going off. I mean, there, someone, who, has, someone they, has to score they those get points. Who
2: did they get again for Dame? They got Ayton.
1: They got Ayton, which is, okay. Uh, I have much disdain Who's for DeAndre Aiton. Uh,
2: I forgot. Let me look. They got picks. Yeah, they got Ayton and they got Drew? Yeah,
1: no, they didn't Drew, no Drew Drew's on the Celtics. Oh, Drew the
2: Celtics. Oh, Drew went to the Celtics. That's right.
1: Yeah. Let me look real Good quick. Good for Drew. What about... Uh, do they win? T- do they win on Wednesday?
2: Oh, who cares? <laughs> I
1: care. A lot of people care. We're Maver- talking about their win total the, right now. The Mavericks
2: now. are pretty good. They're a young team that's gonna may or may not come together for the first three weeks of the season. Uh, I haven't. I, I I would say no. I'd say the Mavericks win. But there's gonna be juice in the building. So because there's gonna be so much juice in the building, yeah, the Spurs win.
1: Yeah. Uh, the Blazers got Ayton, Tumani Kamara, Drew Holiday, a first round pick from the Bucks, two pick swaps from the Bucks, and then whatever they got for Drew Holiday, which I can't see on here because they traded Drew Holiday then to the Celtics.
2: I'm just saying, the Gra- Mike, did Grayson Allen go somewhere? Yeah, he's on the Suns. Did Boston give up anybody? They gave up, uh, I can look up that trade next. Boston gave up, uh, did they give up the The dude from Tennessee, the kind of heavyset kid. Number 12, what's his name? 6'7", rebounder.
1: The Blazers also got Malcolm Brogdon. Oh, Brogdon. Robert Williams.
2: Williams, wow.
1: First round pick. The Warriors' first round pick next year in an unprotected first round pick from the Celtics. Matt, who's the guy I'm thinking
2: about that played for the Celtics? Kind of their enforcer
1: guy. Oh, Robert Robert Williams. No,
2: he's like shorter, thicker, played at Tennessee, tough. Could uh, six eight kind of would get in fights?
1: Was there last year?
2: Yeah, it had been a part of their playoff teams. Come on, Not Marcus
1: Smart. No, that's no. Oklahoma, that's Oklahoma State. I, I'm just running through their team in my head. Derek, Derek White, uh, um, Robert Williams. No, Grant Williams. Yeah, Grant. Uh, was it Gra- Williams? It's Grant Williams. Grant Williams. Yeah, 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 is he still in Boston? Yeah. Okay. I think so. Pretty sure. They got Porzingis now too, so the Celtics are going to be a wagon over there.
2: Well, I tell you what, Robert Williams from A and um and Brogdon are good players to go with Scoot Henderson. They may not be that bad. They're going to
1: be a decent team. Um, Scoot, I think is going. To, I think Scoot has the best odds to beat Wemby in the Rookie of the Year race, just because it it's such a guard centric league now. Yeah, that he could go for. I don't know let's just call it 23 points this year average he's explosive
2: as heck man he's fun to watch yeah
1: i, I really really Reminds wanted this to trade Derek up. rose <laughs> yeah i mean hopefully he just doesn't go off the rails like derek did yeah but all right let's get to uh last topic before we get out of here obviously i think we Personally, I think the Spurs win on on Wednesday because yeah. of the hype in the building. Yeah. However, I could see Wemby coming out cold and not having a great game just because, like we saw that in the summer league, all the hype, the hoopla, ESPN's going to be there, Steve nay Smith, I'm sure is going to be there, like everybody and in, in their mother are going to be in that building. Every all eyes are going to be on that game, so I could see him coming out cold and them losing. However, I think they'll rebound after that. But
2: I love how much credit you give to Stephen A. Smith. Well, I mean, he's just part of the NBA coverage
1: on that. <laughs> so, I hate, I hate Stephen. A. haven't watched, oh. I haven't watched a full episode. I think it's been probably since it was Cold uh, Pizza that I have not watched a full episode of First Take or Cold Pizza. My
2: eyeballs was. bleed. Like, like if I turn on the television and I see him screaming at somebody, immediately change the channel.
1: I don't understand why the ratings are so good. I really don't. It just doesn't make any sense. It's a
2: different generation,
1: I guess. Um, NBA as a whole prediction for the finals.
2: I haven't even thought about it. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Well, I think Milwaukee's going to be really good. I think Boston's going to be really good. So I'll take one of those two in the East. In the West, I think Denver's going to be good again. I think Phoenix is going to be good again. I think the Warriors are going to be good again. One of those three. <laughs>
1: So we've got a round robin finals over here. <laughs> I'm going to say
2: Milwaukee, Milwaukee, and Phoenix. Milwaukee,
1: damn. Okay, I'll go Milwaukee, Denver. Milwaukee, Denver. So two Milwaukees. I am going to go Celtics, and I'm, I'm between Denver and the Suns, as I think that. Those are good picks. I'm intimately familiar with the Suns more, just because I'm front. Or I went went to school at ASU and stuff, so I, and I know the people covering that team, so I hear some of the stuff that they say, and it's it's a, just a different vibe around that team this year, um, because Chris Paul has gone, and I think in the playoffs in the last two three years he's kind of been like the, that leech, not so much because of his, just because he's old and just because he's kind of slow and he 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 doesn't show up in the playoffs. I'm gonna go Suns Celtics. And I'm going to say that the Suns win.
2: God, I got no. Devin Booker is my favorite player in the NBA.
1: He is so damn good. He's I so up, love he's, him. He's so good and he's so underrated. And I so underrated. I he, and Holliday,
2: he and Drew Holiday. He and Drew Holiday are the two most underrated players in the NBA.
1: Devin right? Booker is the Kobe of our generation.
2: He's so good.
1: He is, he's so he's good. So, and, he's so good.
2: And 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 Durant's so good.
1: Yeah, I'm going to be. I'll, I'll be curious to see how Durant. Um, Plays this season, a full season in Phoenix. Yeah, how he's if if he can stay healthy, like if he doesn't turn an ankle. They got Bradley
2: Beal, right? Yeah, yeah, they're gonna be and, play,
1: and they and they ravaged the waiver wire. Like they they have a deep team now. Like I think that they're I think they're the best team in the. They NBA, got my man not.
2: Ish Wayne right?
1: Ish? No, I think he's gone. Actually,
2: <laughs> is he gone?
1: Yeah. Oh, I, I just saw that he was my day.
2: kid's roommate. Wait, really? <laughs> yeah, in college.
1: Give me two <laughs> I love seconds. It. I, can I love that Ish.
2: Ish, right good dude. Uh, good people that ish way right.
1: Maybe I'm wrong, but anyway. Um, all right. It's going to be a fun season, fellas. Should be. Should be a fun Let's one. Let's do it. You're going to be on the floor
2: Wednesday? I'll be there. Nobody will be there. It's 8 to 30 tip.
1: Yeah, you'll be at an empty stadium.
2: <laughs> I'll be there at 5 o'clock.
1: See if, you can, see if you can do what that Denver announcer did once and be like, hey, Wemby, how's it going? See if you can get him over while he's hey, doing his warm-ups.
2: I did it every every game with Tim Duncan. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see if you can get it again. I would always go, Tim would... It, it just seemed to work out this way right it's like right as I was doing my sportscast at 6 o'clock Tim's workout routine started on the other side you know and he would shoot from different spots on the court invariably when right when I was getting ready to toss back he was from me to you he was shooting his corners and I was right there on the, in the corner of the side. and so he'd be in stuff I try not to bug him right he's being his routine but then when it was live I go Tim Randy Beamer says hi, <laughs> and he would look and he go hi Beamer. <laughs> Beamer always loved it. Yeah, he I'm always sure. loved it. I'm sure. I'm sure he did. Yeah.
1: <laughs> all right. Well, that's all we got for you today on this Wednesday episode of the Sneakers Cleats Podcast. Um, we will be back on Friday. Have a full Cowboys preview as they hopefully win against the Rams on Sunday. UTSA playing East Carolina. We'll talk about them a little bit. We will have a uh, World Series to preview um, as of rec- this recording on Monday. We don't know who that's going to be, but it's going to be somebody against somebody. So we'll talk about them,
2: I'm and sure. We'll, and we'll recap the weekend that was at the North Texas Homecoming Reunion. <laughs> 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 um, 40, you ready for this? 40 years since my freshman year of college.
1: I have i don't know if you've experienced this yesterday as well. I've never be, felt older than i did yesterday we were doing the uh san antonio sports all-star game uh, media day and stuff like that and every single time we had you know we had everyone sitting there and there's like smile and nod for the camera so we get b-roll shots and isos and all that stuff and so i kept saying smile and wave boys smile and wave from madagascar in 05 and then i it quickly there's no way I quickly i quickly realized i was like is this a dated reference (laughs) 2005 (laughs) movie? These kids are graduating in 24. I'm like, Oh my God, they weren't, they weren't even alive. Yeah. They weren't even alive for this movie, man. I was like, Thank you so much, everybody here, for making me feel like an old man. <laughs> I, I turned 28. It happens one's quick. I turn 28 tomorrow, and I feel like an old, old man. Like this is insane. But anyway. just
2: wait, boy. You got a lot coming. You know.
1: Oh, God, it's so annoying.
2: Anyway, you weren't <laughs> born when I started working here. Yeah. <laughs> the
0: tables have turned
1: <laughs> it's ridiculous. all right well that's all we got for today remember to i download. used to have
2: i used to have reporters show up for work and say i've watched you my whole life now they're too young for that <laughs> remember
1: to get this podcast wherever you get your podcast and on youtube please download subscribe rate review give us some feedback tell a
2: friend tell an enemy we'll see you on friday right here sneakers cleats podcast